listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. This is Deacon Paul Trinan. And we're broadcasting this morning from the Abbey of the Hills. And we're transitioning from Ruttons to Donuts. And now we're going to go to Straight Talk. Right? Yeah, we've got a couple minutes before Straight Talk starts. Yeah. Um, and that will start at about 9.30. And it's something we do every morning from 9.30 to 10. Yeah, yeah. And it has become quite popular. It has become popular. And, it, and it's exciting. And I think... It's not just some blasé questions, but you want to get folks, encourage folks to call in about things that are happening right now. And there's a lot of things that are going on yeah. in our world. And I, to get a Catholic sense of that, mm-hmm. um, in, and I'm excited to see what folks will be bringing in. So what's going on in your world up here at the Abbey? Oh, you know, I was sharing a couple of things. We're having this really great um, retreat this weekend here that's for um, some of the folks that are out in the farming community that we serve. And um, it's called the, the Harvesting Hope um, Retreat. That's for um, spouses and farmers and their spouses. And then that's been really well received. Yeah. I think there's going to be like 30 couples that are going to be on it, 60 folks. And then I'm really excited about something. I want to talk to Father Gary about this off air. But in about a month, we're going to be doing a Vietnam Veterans Hope and Healing Retreat. Vietnam veterans, hope and healing. That was something that was brought to me by a Vietnam veteran. They said, hey, do you think the Abbey, do you think the Abbey would be an appropriate place to do a healing retreat for Vietnam veterans? Absolutely. And I go, if it isn't, I don't know what would. So it's been kind of, it's going to be put on by veterans and it's going to be spectacular so yeah, people if they want to find out they can go to the abbey's website and find out more information org. you bet abbeythehills.org good things happening up Amen. here yeah lots happening good things happening on real presence radio and part of that is straight talk right what? here we go all right folks that means our lines are now open the number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. And Deacon Paul Trinan and now Father Gary DeRoshi is in studio with us. Good morning, Father. Thank you for inviting me back. Yes, it was a pleasure having you on last time. And it was you had such great answers for us. And so we've invited you back to answer more. If people have questions on faith or even current events, they can give us a call. I won't be answering the questions, but you guys will. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So while we're waiting for those first callers to call in, uh, there's a lot that we could be talking about. But first, uh, we we're talking about the veterans. Um, Retreat. Do you think that's important to have something like that up here at the Abbey? Well, the veterans, especially the Vietnam veterans, were when they returned, were so mistreated. Uh, they were cons- would come off the plane and be called baby killers, and uh, they were so uh, morally uh, uh, destroyed. And especially in the battlefield, the, when the men go into battle, 
they expect to fight another man or adult. Uh, whereas in Vietnam, they were dealing with a lot of children and women who were being used as uh, shields. And so when they came home, uh, there's a lot of mental struggles. And so a, a retreat to remind the men that they were appreciated, that they served their nation, uh, and that they are not the policy makers. Mm -hmm. uh, and the same thing with uh, some of the soldiers that I dealt with when I was over in Iraq. Uh, you had to stop vehicles, and sometimes that vehicle happened to have women and children in. And that really was uh, devastating to them. But when we came back from Iraq, uh, we were received a lot better. Uh, mm. I remember walking through the airport in Atlanta, and people you know opened up the avenues you know we were walking through in our uh, in our uniforms and there was no oh get out of our way type of thing it was everybody just opened up and we had pauses as we was walking through the the airport and so it was much more receiving mm -hmm. and the military has done a better job in dealing with some of the spiritual aspects of receiving the soldiers back as well well, folks, we're, we're in the middle of straight talk, and this is kind of your opportunity to bring up any discussion that you might want to have about the Catholic faith, any simple question that you might have on the Catholic faith that you've always been curious on. Now is the time where you can call in and ask your questions. Father Gary Derushi is with us, and Deacon Paul Trinan will be here to answer any questions you might have. 877 Seven nine five zero one two two. Again, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Yeah, you know, and it, it's neat. The, the emphasis is on this is to start a conversation. While some of the questions might be good to have yes, mm -hmm. or no answer, mm -hmm. but uh, some of the ones that are the best to talk about, like the Ruttons were discussing earlier, were things that you grapple with a little bit. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's not easy answers to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I, in anticipation of this. I was online last night because obviously the big thing right now is what's going on over in Iran, in Iran, uh -huh. Iraq. And so I thought to myself, from a Catholic perspective, from a Catholic perspective, um, what's our response to that? And and even before that, I started thinking, I wonder if there's any Catholics that live in Iran. Are there any Catholics? So guess how many Catholics that Wikipedia told me live in Iran? No idea. You believe it? Over 21,000. Over 21,000. Actually, there's a, uh, a growth of women um, joining the Catholic Church in Iran. What? Because this, and I can't go back to the priest that was given the presentation, but saying in, in like in China and Iran, the women are finally just saying enough's enough. We're tired of being suppressed. Yeah. And so there's having a great conversion with women in Iran. Uh, I, ironically, when I was in Qatar, I was invited to go to Iran by a young lady who we were at an art um, uh, shop. And I had bought a piece of art, Iranian style, and she asked me if I knew it, what it represented. And of course, that being a Muslim background, I knew that they were doing the sacrifice of Ishmael, but I can use the art as sacrifice of Isaac. Mm -hmm. And so she comes up to me and says, oh, you should come to Iran. 
mm. and was so out of character because she was a young woman and her male relatives were present and for her to speak to a infidel mm. publicly was un- you know unheard of but this was in Qatar which allowed for uh, religious freedom whereas when I was in Saudi Arabia I was not allowed to have any symbolism of Christianity with me hmm. because of if I was caught off the installation they said I could be immediately executed as wow. a Catholic priest Wow you know just that much difference between Qatar and Saudi Arabia and their understanding of religion hmm. very interesting so it is interesting too and you Think about Epiphany just coming up, right? Mm-hmm. We just celebrated Epiphany, and where did those magi come from? Yeah. We don't know for sure, but a lot of <coughs> scholars say from Persia or from present-day, possibly Iraq and Iran. Those areas, maybe Saudi. Right. Well, just think of how, how biblical Iraq is. Where, where was Abraham called from? Ur. Ur. Yeah. And where they believe his home is, is right down the street from the great temple to the sun god. Wow. I hadn't heard that. And he was called from Ur to go across Iraq to go to the Holy Land. And the Tower of Babel is in Iraq. The, you know, Babylon is in Iraq. And... It's just uh, amazing. Are we in a, are we, we in have a, a caller on the line. All right, cool. okay. so I want to follow up on that when we're done. Okay, with the fun, if don't we have forget, yeah. don't forget, folks. This is straight talk. The number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can submit questions on Facebook. So our first caller this morning is Kathy from Fargo. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. What? question do you have for us today? My question is about uh, the story of Mary and Martha where they're sitting with Jesus and I'm wondering is that Mary Mary Magdalene? No, these are uh, the sisters, Mary and Martha there's two separate um, women. Uh, Mary, Ma- Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are siblings, but Mary Magdalene is a totally separate individual. A separate Mary. Okay. A separate Mary. The the Bible has several Marys that are trying to keep them all in straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a challenge. Yeah. Yes. But so but they were different Marys. So there was Mary. Martha and Lazarus were three siblings, and then uh, the other Mary was a separate person. Correct. Yep. She was the one that was brought before Jesus. So. Okay, does that answer your question? That sure does. Thank you right. so okay. much. Thanks You're for most the call. Welcome. Mm-hmm. 
All right, folks, if you wanted to join in on the conversation and ask a question of Father Gary DeRushi or Deacon Tim Trinan, we have uh, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. You don't want him to answer anything? No, you said Tim. Tim? Did I? Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I've been called worse. I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> So here's here's a follow up question okay. to the um, Magi question about when the Magi came over mm-hmm. and they find this little child that, uh, in, a, in a way that nobody expected. <laughs> I didn't preach this week, and I'm sure you did, but our pastor talked a little bit about this. But it really made me think forward, going, okay, so they went back. The Bible says they went back another route. Right. Okay, they didn't go back right. the same route because you know they were. It was a dream not to go back to Herod. But when they got back, what did they do? How did they plant this seed in their culture? And what has that seed, what kind of germination has that seed had? And maybe even still has today. I'm sure still has today. It's a fascinating thing. You cannot be unmoved by encountering Jesus Christ. You can't. And obviously they went back another way because they were moved. I would say, and it's common sense, I think, that when they got back, they lived another way, right? Mm-hmm. And how they must have evangelized to that and where that went and how it grew. I don't know. It's an interesting... I never thought about it before. Until the day today. after. The day after? Well, that's the challenge of the day after. Yeah. Now that you've experienced Christ, now what? Now what? You know, the when you think of the many of the parables, yeah. the prodigal son, he comes back. He has a party. Mm-hmm. They kill the fatted calf. We don't hear the day after because that's not important. It's having that encounter. And then it becomes your responsibility of what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, folks, we're in the middle of straight talk. The phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You can call in and ask Father Gary DeRoshi and Father Deacon Paul Trinan. Hey. Father Paul Trinan. No, no, Deacon no. Paul Bishop? Trinan. No. no. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story sometime. When, but we have uh, a caller on the line, Fran, Francesca from Holly, Minnesota. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Francesca. What's Hey, what's the name of your parish? What parish do you go to up in Holly? Am I putting you on the um, spot here? We don't go to Holly. We go to the cathedral. Oh. St. Mary's. All right. Great. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. I thought... That was a trick question. Yeah, I was trying to trick you. You did great. What's what's your big question for us this morning, Francesca, on Straight Talk? My question is, at the end of the gospel this morning, well, just in the gospel, it says, after the apostles saw Jesus walking on the water. Right. Says their hearts were hardened. Right. What does hardened mean? This is a a challenge of the Gospel of Mark. Uh, throughout the Gospel of Mark, we hear of the apostles not not seeming to grasp what is happening around them until uh, after the resurrection. 
And so this is not hardening as in that they don't believe. It's just that they're struggling with all the experiences that uh, is coming before them. They just experienced the feeding of the 5,000 men, which roughly would be a, a feast of 20 to 25,000 individuals. And then they're out on the open sea, and, and they know the risk of what they experience uh, near death. And so Jesus walked across the water and then stepped in the boat. The water calmed, and with that, they're, they're just trying to grasp what's going on. Uh, but they didn't have the fullness of faith, and that comes when they truly encounter through the Holy Eucharist and uh, the resurrection. Mm, yeah. Hey, Francesca, how old are you? Eleven. Okay, eleven. Oh, See, awesome question. Have you been confirmed? You haven't been confirmed yet, have you? No, I have been confirmed. You have been. Okay, well, so look yes. at it like look at it maybe like this. I'm teaching confirmation right now, and sometimes I have this class. They're typically older than 11. I think they're maybe sophomores and stuff. And I'll present something, and it doesn't, it maybe doesn't make sense to them, right? But mm -hmm. but once they receive that sacrament, that grace based on Jesus that will soften their reception of some of these hmm. wonderful teachings and wonderful beliefs and, and this call to love God, love our neighbor in a deeper way. Does that make sense too? Yes, it does. Yeah. So I don't think God is saying, ooh, I'm going to harden their heart so they can't, they can't take this in. Like Father said, it's a, it must have been a just amazing <laughs> amount of, of uh, spiritual... Ooh, for them to, to be able to handle without the without the fullness of the Holy Spirit that they yeah. received at the resurrection. Well, thanks, Francesca. Did that help? Yes, it does. Okay. Hey, you, you can you can call in anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's great that you were paying attention to the scriptures this morning. Uh, I, I really loved what the first reading from the first letter of John talking about the importance of loving our neighbor. And perfect love is without fear. And so mm -hmm. having the love of your faith and the willingness to call without the fear of uh, being on the radio. So great job. Nice. I like that. Nice. I like well, that. folks, we're in the middle of straight talk. It's your opportunity to control the conversation. Our number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Father Gary DeRoshi is with us and Deacon Paul Trinan are here to answer any questions that you might have. You can also submit anything that you might have on Facebook. You know, I, again, having Father Gary, and if you weren't in um, in a kind of tuning in back on um, Veterans Day, November 11th, when we were both here last, I'm curious, Father, having just come through Christmas, from a, the perspective of a veteran, from a perspective of a deployed veteran, t walk us through uh, what might Christmas look like over in Iraq mm. for these guys. Mm -hmm. Lots of food. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and this is the generosity of people from across the country. We would get boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff through the chaplain's office to be shared. And we actually, our storeroom just got overflowing because mm. we had uh, individuals who sent 
cases of books so that the soldiers would have something to read. We would get all types of treats that we would be able to share. And the dining hall put out their very best for meals. Uh, we had a mountain of food that we would have. Now that was in the larger installations. But we had, on the smaller installations, we had some cooks there that were very creative mm -hmm. to provide a meal to, for the soldiers. Uh, the Christmas of 2009, is, I had the opportunity to fly around with the general to th uh, three different locations to celebrate Mass. As he was visiting the troops, I was celebrating Mass. and uh, The first one... Uh, the general goes, you know, Father, you need to kind of speed this up. And I said, well, the Mass is the Mass. And he is, he is a, a practicing Catholic, and so uh, he understood that. Got to the second one, and he was done, and I was in the middle of Mass. And he sent his uh, aide to come speed me up, and I'm not quite good at speeding mass up <laughs> and when we th flew through the third location and this is just amazing you know flying across iraq on christmas day and um, because we have the general we're flying right on the along the ground you could almost step out and get on a camel you know we're flying over some camels he said it was in a helicopter yeah right? we were yeah. in the helicopter and and the doors are open flying through uh, iraq and we get to the third site and the general was on his helicopter, and he's had enough of waiting for the priest. <laughs> so he he told the the guys, "Let's go." And the door, the door sergeant just he wouldn't close the door mm -hmm. because father's not here, <laughs> and he saw me walking a long ways away, and the general said, "Let's go," and he's he's not letting us go because <laughs> the priest is not on board and. Uh, the general definitely outranks me, but when it came to that travel, the, that soldier did not want me to miss my flight. So I was really appreciative. Is there anything um, that might be lacking on Christmas for the soldiers? Well, <clears throat> because you know we are short with priests in the military, uh, they may not be able to have mass. And they may not be able to have the uh, the great celebrations that we we find in our parish life. When I was in Qatar, I was able to celebrate midnight mass there, and then we had a birthday party for Jesus right afterwards. And when I was in uh, the two years I was in Iraq, I had midnight mass as well, and and they tried to stop me from having midnight mass because of a threat, the possibility of a threat. And I said, you know what? Let's put it in God's hands. And we were able to have Midnight Mass where I was stationed at. But there are those soldiers that they don't have access to a priest. Huh. And so to be able to, or the Eucharist. Uh -huh. uh, and so it might be two to three months before they, they see a priest. And I had one soldier that came to me, and this is the very beginning of the war, uh, he was deployed for 16 months and had never seen a priest the oh. entire time. And so when he saw me, the first thing he wanted to do was sacrament of reconciliation. Uh -huh. You know, we were offering him hot food, a shower, a bed. None of that mattered. He wanted the sacraments. 
Mm-hmm. And then he could took the comfort, physical comforts. You know, what a powerful witness. Absolutely. Well, folks, we're talking with Father Gary DeRushi this morning during Straight Talk. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith or any current events. Our phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. You know, another thing that's going on in you know this is kind of happening in a couple of different dioceses. I know the Duluth diocese, but right here in the Sioux Falls diocese, we've got a new bishop elect. Right, mm-hmm. so we're just going to change um, change gears a little bit, um, and that's a normal process for a diocese. Right, that's the apostolic succession that's the beauty of the catholic church but um his ordination or installation will be occurring Mm yeah will be occurring is it the first weekend in february february 13th 13th. yeah thursday afternoon two o'clock in the afternoon uh and this is going to be an event that sadly to say it's going to be a ticketed event Mm -hmm. uh but i am so appreciative that the bishop-elect donald degrude has chosen to have his ordination and installation at the cathedral, which has limited seating, versus taking it into a convention hall so that more people can be there, but you're walking away from that sanctity of the the sanctuary. Uh, And I remember being the parish administrator in Pierre, the priest in Fort Pierre had died uh, in, in his parish, and they wanted to move his funeral mass to the uh, city's hall or center yeah. because the, he was so beloved in the community. He was there sure. for 16 years. He was loved by everyone. And they said, so that all the people can attend the funeral, we want to move it away from the sanctuary. And we're going, no. His whole life was to serve God, and now you're asking us to take him away from his altar that he basically died at? Mm. And so we set up a tent, you know, and we put video feed, Yeah, but it just did not make sense taking it out of the church. Well, I know a lot of people um, are saddened that they can't be there, but there's a couple ways that they can join in. Mm -hmm. Real Presence Radio, we're going to be broadcasting it. Good. So you can tune in there, the ordination and installation of the bishop. Also, down at the convention center, they're going to have big screens, and they're going to video stream his ordination (laughs) there. So you can go down there, watch it, be together, pray with him and then the reception will be at that convention center later so there's ways to be a part of it yeah you know you talk about the chair of peter and and, and i think that's what you're speaking to father gary is this is this is his this is his chair in in the cathedral and but the whole diocese is his his flock Mm -hmm. but at the same time this is his installation his ordination as a bishop and I, i see your point Mm-hmm. And, and that's a beautiful thing. I think every parish will be represented. I've seen where they'll they'll have like approximately two per parish right. or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's a it's certainly going to be a, a, a diocesan wide thing. Yeah. And even if we had it at the convention center, it's still going to have limited seating. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh, and the diocese is going to live stream it mm-hmm. on their website as well. Yeah, on YouTube. Yep. So that. 
those at home can also participate <coughs> in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Bishop-elect, uh, I believe, is going to try to get out to all the parishes or majority of the parishes as, as fast as he can, uh, doing a world tour <laughs> of his diocese. I just remember when Bishop Swain uh, was installed as our bishop, uh, the day after he came to Pierre, Oh, wow. And uh, as I was the parish administrator out there, and we brought in the local pastors for a great celebration, mm. and he walked into 23 altar servers. <laughs> and, you know, he's just like, he looked at that crowd of servers, and he's like, oh. And then when the liturgy was over, he came up and thanked me for such a beautiful liturgy. And I'm, I'm kind of known for having a few altar servers and MCs, and but these kids I didn't have to speak to one of them they went from fourth grade to uh, to sophomores that were serving at that at the liturgy and this is what Bishop elect will experience as he goes around the diocese he'll he'll just see the love of the faith and um, and the support uh, we have a very solid diocese and a, a great presbyterate that are going to welcome him. We do, or you do. I, I always say I have one foot in the New Orleans Diocese where I'm where it's ordained and serve in an area of faith community, but I also serve as a deacon over here in the, in the capacity of my director at the Abbey. So I, I received that video that he sent to all mm -hmm. the clergy. And Tether and I were talking about that before you showed up this morning, Father Gary. And the beauty of what I see from Bishop-elect is his simplicity. And I think about, at this time, when you think about Bethlehem, the God of the universe choosing to incarnate his son in a manger? And the simplicity of that. And I think of the simplicity of, of Bishop-elect saying, all I ask for you is one thing, to pray for me to be a holy bishop. And I love that so so touching to me the simplicity and really that's what we're that's why we called and you asked me to pray before we started this morning to have this be a holy two-hour segment a whole day mm -hmm. but holiness we're called a holiness our universal call to holiness so and I'm, I'm excited i'm so grateful also for um, bishop swain and all he's done for us here at the abbey but throughout the diocese as well i think he's would I be accurate in saying he's looking forward to his return? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But he's, you know, like just like Bishop Dudley when he retired, uh, he went into the ministry that he loved to do, yeah. and he didn't have to do the administrative stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where we'll be seeing a lot more with Bishop Swain again is the being able to do that which he loves, and that's the, the faith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just... It's the reality of the church that either it comes with administration. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and we're looking forward to not only Bishop Swain retiring in Sioux Falls, but uh, the possibility of two future bishops retiring in Sioux Falls. And so we'll go from having one... Two future bishops. Two future bishops are, will be retiring in Sioux Falls. They're coming back. To right. the brotherhood. Oh, I see. Yep. Yeah. Gullickson. Yeah. Gullickson and Kettler. Mm -hmm. So we're going to so. be a lucky diocese. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, well, we're, we need to be praying for vocations. Uh, this year we are 
looking at the possibility of uh, three priests retiring and uh, two or three individuals being ordained. So, All right. Well, thank you so much, Father Gary, for joining us this morning. Uh, my pleasure. And thanks for all who called in for Straight Talk. Reminder, it's on every morning, Monday through Friday, 930 Central until 10.